Hello and welcome to the After Dark podcast where we're going to talk about spooky stories. I'm Zach. I'm Lily. And today we're going to talk about porn. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh but first, how are you? Uh I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. Uh I bought a fire pit today. Yeah, how was that? I don't know what it looks like yet. Yeah, I didn't send you a picture because my phone was going to die. Ah. Uh, but I lit a fire for like five minutes. Ooh. And then it like, it's, it was really windy here today. Uh, Probably dating up myself here a little bit, but like we're about to fucking get a polar vo- vortex. What? Yeah, it's supposed to snow. Uh, oh. In yay. the middle of May or I beginning of May. I'm going to um, lose it. So, wind's picking up, so ashes were flying everywhere, and I was like, ah, this isn't happening today. Yeah, it's probably not a very smart idea. Yeah, so I bought that. What else did I fucking do? Not much. Not much. How's your day been? What Um, are you doing? It's been okay. I've been working on something for you. You're doing stuff. I've been really, it's going really well, and I'm really excited about it. That's good. Um, while we were setting up, or while I was setting up today, because uh, I'm at home, I was like, oh, I'm going to close my door all the way so, like, the cat doesn't come in, and, like, it's also midnight and my family is asleep, so, like, hopefully it'll reduce yeah. the amount of noise they can hear. But yeah. then, like, I didn't close my door all the way, but I turned my light off, <laughs> and I stood there for, like, five seconds, and I was like, that wasn't what I wanted to do. Good job. I- <laughs> so that was good. That's yeah, good job. Yeah, but then I close the door and turn the light back on. Actually, I have to turn yeah. the light back on first because I'm scared of the dark. But yeah, yeah, I convinced today. I convinced a man to uh, open up his his website to Canadian shipping as well. Smart, that's good. Because uh, he was just doing United States, and I was like, "Hey, man, I wanted to buy your stuff, but it's only in the United States. Is there a way that I can like still support you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'll fix that." Nice. So, like, now I'm in a back and forth with the guy trying to figure out how to get his site to ship to Canada. Hmm. What, is, uh, what are you buying? A couple prints. There's, like, this uh, really cool, uh, it's, like, the Lament figuration, configuration, whatever, the fucking cube from fucking Hellraiser. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, But it's, like, a it's like a print, and it's done in 3D. Oh. And it, it looks really cool. That's good. So I'm I'm ordering shit from this guy, but I'm trying to help him get everything figured out. Ah. Uh, should we? Do you want to hop into the case? <laughs> I heard noise outside my door, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably somebody going to the bathroom." Um, but it's my cat because now he's meowing at me. Which one is it? It's Teddy. Ah, uh, it's Teddifer. He was in here earlier, but he left. Now he wants back in, apparently. Ah, uh, that's his fault. He's gonna have to wait. Yeah, what the fuck, Ted? Do you want to hop into the case? Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Today, today we're gonna be talking about porn, so if you don't like porn and adult talk, this is not the episode for you. Is it adult porn? Yes. Okay, I wanted, like, it's not like... What? I just, no! I'm just checking. Don't be gross. I'm, why? <laughs> you were talking about porn. I feel like it was a fair question. 
You're giving no. like a slight warning, so I just wanted to clarify. No, it's porn. Okay. I'd say child porn. Well. I also wouldn't open up the episode with today we're talking about porn. That's fair. I just, I don't know. I was confirming. Yes, it's it's adult porn. So we're going to be talking about a porn star named Haley Page. I don't know who that is. I didn't expect you to because I don't expect you to know who porn names are. No. Nope. Uh, so Haley Page is a Mexican Welsh porn star. Oh, okay. Uh, and she was born in Chihuahua, Mexico on December 30th, 1981. Okay. I've never heard of Chihuahua, Mexico. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm guessing. Well, who knows? Not me. So not a lot is known about her life, really. Okay. And I looked hard. I watched interviews with her. Most of them are just like shallow. What kind of fucking sex positions do you like? Do you have sex outside of porn kind of bullshit? Yeah, like fluff questions. Yeah. Uh, But I did find a little bit. She, but only after she turned 19. So Fair. when when she was 19, she was working at Blockbuster. Fucking love Blockbuster, dude. And she was selling some movies and she was a little bit broke. Fair. So she was at home and she was in the newspaper looking for, you know, jobs. Uh, she found an ad in the newspaper for nude models mm-hmm. wanted. And so she 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 was like, yo, sure. And she entered the adult film industry and moved to L.A. Whack. What a way to get into it. Like, okay, sure, I'll just be a nude model from Blockbuster. That's how most of them get into it. I imagine it is, but it's such like a, I feel like it's such a weird step to go from Blockbuster to nude modeling. Like, there's no gap. There's some, there's some that are like, yo, I like sex, so film me. And there's some who are just like, kind of like brought into it from like because they're they're hot they get offered money to do it and then there's some that like i'm broken i need the money yeah yeah so between the years of 2000 and 2007 okay she starred in over 300 adult films in seven years and was well known for hits such as a tight wads 2 Come stains nine. Why nine? And foot job. Gross. To name a few. Just to name a couple of the three hundred. Oh boy. Uh, she was also in one of my favorite scenes ever, but we'll get to that later. What? Um. So besides her adult film career, not a lot is known from from her from the early days either. Okay. Uh, and. Her father didn't actually know a lot about what she was doing while she was in L.A. I mean, I probably also wouldn't tell my father if I was a porn star. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of what I'm going to tell you is from his point of view. Okay. Uh, from the father. Yeah. And uh, some we're going to go in and out of quotes here and there. Okay. I'll let you know when I'm quoting him, but. Smart. Just so you know, her real name's also Miriam, uh, but that's more syllables than Haley. Yeah. And I'm lazy. 
Okay, so you're just still going to refer to her as Haley? Yeah, but sometimes he says uh, Miriam in his quotes. Oh, okay. Just so we don't get confused, but I probably still will. Just, just Haley. Yeah. Miriam is Haley. Yeah. Um. So up until 2006, as far as her dad was concerned, she was working at, at a modeling agency as an assistant. Okay. Uh, and that she, maybe she did a little bit of modeling here and there. Very different than what she's actually doing. Yeah. Uh, she had told her father in 2006 that she was planning to, dir- to direct an adult film. Oh, my. But told him that she was not going to be in the film at all. That's, that's, even that's a big jump. Like, how do you go from assisting at a modeling agency to directing a porn? It's LA, baby. <laughs> you do what you gotta do. You gotta make some money in LA. It's, it's that or waiting tables. Yeah. Uh, so during her time in LA, she met adult film director Inkyo Inkyo Volt Huang, better known as Chico Wanker Wang. <laughs> Wanker. Yeah, and the two started a, a relationship together. Okay. It is said at this during the relationship, Inkyo got Haley hooked on drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, during a phone call with her father, she told him that she had a, that she had had an addiction to oxycotton, uh, uh, and that she was prescribed methadone. Oh boy! Do you know what methadone is? Um, uh, is that the one that like it's the drug that gets you off the other drugs? It's like yeah, a step down from big opioids. It's still an opioid, but it's like a stepping stone out. Yeah, that's what they'll give you if you're trying to get off other opioids. Yeah. It's usually uh, used for trading addictions to like heroin and stuff. Yes. I thought it'd be important to have that information written down in case if you didn't know. I did. I was vaguely aware. I wasn't 100% sure if that's what that was. But yes, I have heard of it. Yeah. I also maybe just the audience doesn't know. But yeah, that's what methadone is. Yes. Important information. So October 2006. Uh, around here is when she 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 told her father about her directing career, mm-hmm. uh, and he went to go visit her. Nice. Uh, around this time, he described her as very drowsy, mm. uh, but also very alert. Those two words generally don't go together. Uh, he said that she her eyes were very were were very droopy, mm-hmm. and that that concerned concerned him quite a bit. But she also seemed cheerful as ever. So. Okay, so physically she looked drowsy, but like... Yeah. Okay, I got it. Uh, the trip was also the first time he ever met Inkyo. Ah. Uh, who he described as intelligent, but arrogant. Uh, fair. I feel like porn directors would be arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> they seem like cunts. Yeah. Uh, so this is a quote uh, from her father from from his visit. Okay. Before she fell asleep, Miriam whispered to me that her boyfriend was paying for all her living expenses, but that she couldn't that she didn't care for him very much and would soon be leaving him, but couldn't right away. She said he made lots of money in secret in a secret business, and I immediately imagined he was a drug dealer. That's a fair thing to assume, I think. Yeah. Uh, So he finished up his visit and he went home. Okay. 
a, f- a few months later, he got a call from from her and she seemed happy and chatty and they were having a good conversation. Uh, but then it took a very dark turn. This is a long quote. So just just bear with me. OK, OK. In May, in May or June of the next year, I got a call from Miriam one evening. She seemed to be chatty at first and then suddenly asked me a question in a childish and whiny voice. Why did you let my uncle molest me? She asked, startling her. Like it just startled you. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what she was talking about. When she was about three years old, we, her mother, herself, and I, were spending the night at my sister's home in San Diego. We were living in Mexico, and when we visited my sister and her now-deceased husband, we would usually stay with, with them in their big home. My sister's husband was an alcoholic, but I always thought of him as a lovable and good uncle. As Miriam's mother and I were settling in for, the, in for bed, Miriam came running into the guest bedroom and said, My uncle touched my pee-pee. Hmm. We didn't let her go back out of her room, and after she went to sleep, my wife and I discussed in low voices what we, what we should do. Make a fuss about it? Accuse my sister's husband of touching Miriam? Probably alienate my sister. We made the decision not to bring it up because we felt that if he had done something inappropriate, he had done it while drunk. We decided though we we decided we decided though never to leave her alone in his presence. Hmm. So bad parental choices. And yeah, very interesting parent choices. But if she was three, you usually don't even form memories until you're like four or five. I mean, I have memories from when I was three. It's uncommon. But I get, traumatic memories, yes, yeah. you can remember. But I wonder why that like surfaced. Or why she chose to ask it this particular day. <laughs> I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, apparently then Inkyo went on the phone and braided him for letting her uncle molest her into another quote okay i hung up on him but he called me eight more times over the next week or two apparently inkyo also emailed him saying that he owed him ten thousand dollars for the money he spent on Haley's addiction and threatened to go to the police claiming that he the dad had molested her if 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 he didn't pay up well see though that's just not very nice yeah that's not his fault and you shouldn't be blackmailing him because you were enabling or whatever or because your partner had an addiction that's not fair uh so Haley's mother and her aunt also received similar phone calls and emails jesus christ a few weeks later he got an email from from Haley saying that she left inko after he beat her and that she was staying with her mother in san diego because they were split, they were divorced. I had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, she said that she had information against Inkyo and was going to go to the police. Okay. She also apologized for the phone calls and emails explaining that they were all Inkyo's idea and that he wanted to extort her family for money. Clearly. Yeah, and so that's why she didn't make the phone calls. Yeah. Uh, he also received an email from Inkyo claiming that he would destroy her cats for leaving him. No! 
and attached various photos from hardcore scenes she had done saying, look what you made her daughter, your daughter do. Oh, that's not very nice at all. That was also the first time that the dad learned about her career. Yeah. And he sent her an email saying, hey, I know about your career. If you want to talk, I'm I'm here for you. Oh, that's nice. A few days later, he got a phone call from her mother saying that she had gone back to Ankyo. Hmm. And on August 23rd, he got a phone call from her mother letting him know that she had died on the 21st. He got a phone call on the 23rd? Yeah. So she had to drive from San Diego to L.A. to confirm the body. Yeah. And she just didn't have the chance to call him between okay. the 20, 21st and 23rd. I mean... I I don't think San Diego is that far from L.A., but maybe it is. I don't know anything about the States. I mean, also the time of doing stuff. and Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens in there that's like... Yeah. That sucks that he didn't find out as soon, yeah. but... Uh, so on August 21st, this is the timeline of events. Okay. So 21st. Yeah. Ankyo brought Haley to the hospital and she didn't have a pulse. Oh, gosh. And she was declared dead shortly thereafter. Yeah. Her death was ruled suspicious due to allegations that Inkyo had pistol whipped her that night. Mm. However, I will note that the autopsy didn't find any signs of trauma to the body. Okay. Uh, Inkyo was arrested for unrelated charges on the 22nd. Okay. Um. But he was, because they had him in holding already, they held him for, also for suspicion of murder. Yeah, because they can only hold him for, I think, what, like 48 hours? Yeah. Something like that, before, uh, before they either have to arrest him or let him go. Yeah. What if they've arrested him for something already? Then it's fine. Uh, They did release him on the 24th due to lack of evidence. For the first thing or the second thing? The, the murder. Yeah, but what about the other thing he was already arrested for? Well, that's just charges. Uh, true. They probably booked him, and it's not Bail anything that's immediately jailable. Fair. Okay. Uh, So, while researching this, I did also find that apparently he was arrested for a similar crime in the 90s where he kidnapped and beat one of his former partners. Oh, Jesus. That's not good. However, there's no immediate signs that he killed her. Yeah. The autopsy came back as inconclusive. Hmm. Uh, they found small amounts of methadone in her system. Mm-hmm. But she was taking that. Yeah, that was her. She was being prescribed that. Uh, however, the coroner did, did uh, note that methadone can be lethal in very small amounts, depending on the person's drug history. Okay. Um, but also, I did in an interview with the dad. He did this whole like thread. Um, he stated that she only had Tylenol in her system. Oh, interesting. So he's saying that the autopsy said only Tylenol. Yeah, but everywhere else said methadone. So I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. There was a rumor circulating that she had overdosed on heroin, mm-hmm. uh, but the only drug in her system was methadone, and uh, the sheriff stated that she had no track marks on her arm. Okay. Uh, 
and the methadone was apparently at like a prescribed level. So who knows? So it's unlikely that she overdosed if she was also being prescribed it. Yeah. Uh, there was no other signs of anything to her body. And like, it's 100% a mystery how she died. That's weird. Uh, her father claimed to have received an email from Inkyo shortly after the funeral in which he shared stories from the weeks before her death about a road trip that they took together and how they got married in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he ended the email saying that he missed her and that he didn't know that she was sick on the night that she died and when he went to sleep. Oh, okay. So... About one month after her death. Yeah. September 29th. Yeah. Inkyo was found dead in a hotel room that he had been staying in next to a shrine that he had built in memory of her. With a, with a box of milk duds next to his head. <laughs> That's a very specific detail. It was, it was, in, I don't know why I it's like it. relevant. I feel like because it's, it's one of those things that it's just like so out of place that it's funny. So they want to include it. Yeah, it's just weird. It's a very interesting detail. Uh, his death was ruled a suicide. There wasn't like any information on how he died. Why was he living in a hotel? Uh, I don't know. It was just he was in a hotel room. Weird. Okay. He had been staying in a hotel room. Hmm. Uh, it apparently had been staying there since just after the after being released from prison. So after she had died. Yeah. Maybe his house was a crime scene or something, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Or he just didn't want to anymore because his partner was dead. Who knows? Yeah, maybe he's actually just like, he was a bad person, but like, he was also not guilty. Maybe he was just mourning and didn't want to be in that house because it reminded him of her. Yeah. But then he built a shrine, so who's to say? Yeah. Uh, So that's it for the case. But, uh... Oh. I will note that at Haley's funeral, mm-hmm. uh, her 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 father's three wives, Haley's mother, his first wife, who he had a few children with, and his current wife, okay. all all came together to remember her, and he took a very nice photo of them all together. How nice! Um, and she will Haley will be forever immortalized in her three hundred plus videos. <laughs> But yeah. also my favorite video ever titled Lemon Stealing Horse. <gasps> no. <laughs> she is the one who says the line Lemon Stealing Horse. So she's not the one stealing the lemons. She's no, the she's not. She's not the lemon stealing horse. Oh whore. my God. I'm going to lose it. That one's so funny. <laughs> I feel. Oh my God. <laughs> bad laughing about it. But yes, I know. that. I feel bad because I didn't know that's what it was, but it's very funny because I remember you showed that part to her science teacher in grade like 12. Yeah. 11. 11, grade yeah. 11. I went up to him and said, hey, watch this. And he watched it. You stopped it before the porn part, but. Yeah, I showed him the YouTube one. That's so funny, but also very sad. Yeah. I wondered, you were like, my favorite one. And I was like, you have a favorite? Yep. Didn't 100% that's the, that's the one I go to every time but yeah. now I won't because it's sad no it's, yeah that's sad is that why you picked this one so okay a little bit of, of like background to why I picked this story yeah I was on reddit mm-hmm. and 
uh, there was a, th- a thread that was like, what's the weirdest porn you've ever watched? Okay. And so me having watched a couple weird porns in my time, shared the one about uh, the guy whose kid gets taken away by Child Protective Services. Oh, that one's, yeah. So, so he fucks the babysitter. Zach watches a lot of weird porns and likes to tell me the <laughs> plot of them. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's one of my favorite pastimes, just watching weird porns. Weird porn plots, Yeah, I, I usually stop before the sex happens. It's the plot that's fun. Yeah. Zach watches porn for the plot is what I'm saying. Yeah. One time, this is a side tangent from how I got, remind me, I'm talking about how I got to telling the story. Correct. Um, so I was on, uh, I was talking to one of my online friends. Okay. This is way back. Back in this the is, day. This is my side tangent. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he's just sent, I was like 12. And he ah. sent me, he was like 18 and he sent me a porn and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, watch it. So I turned it on and I'm like, why? Okay. Why is there a clown? <laughs> why is there a man in a baby costume? And what is happening? That's an important question. I think is what is happening? And he, he said, the baby is crucial to the plot. <laughs> and that is something I will always remember. And I don't, I can't find it. I haven't looked that hard, but I can't find that porn. The baby is crucial to the plot. Yes. Oh, dude, I'm still in contact with one of the people from that group. Are you? I should, well, like, on Facebook. I should contact the guy and be like, yo. Did you ever watch the weird porn with the clown and the baby? (laughs) No, but I could ask him, hey, can you ask this guy if he remembers the porn with the clown and the baby that he sent me when I was 12? You should do that and then update us next episode. Uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> Dang. Uh, I'm sorry for the little tease. So how I got to telling the story about the lemon stealing horse. Yes. So I commented about the the child protective services porn. Yeah. And then uh, in the... In the comment above mine, so like the most, the highest voted one, mine was like second, this one was the first one, it was Lemon Stealing Horse. Of course. (laughs) And then someone responded to that with just, yeah, she was murdered by her boyfriend. Ah. So like, you know me. You gotta go look for it now. I spent like a week just watching Gorilla's music videos trying to understand (laughs) the very strange plot. It's funny that they've created so much backstory for it, too. Well, they've been around since early 2000s. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought they were new. No. <laughs> I thought they were, like, the past, like, four years. I think Feel Good Inks from, like, 2005. Whack. I can tell you. I've never really listened to the Gorillas except for that one. I think it's Feel Good Ink. Feel Good Ink. That's the one that you, you've had on your phone for the longest time. Yeah. I was never I was never too into them, but when I learned that they had like a whole story that was like, oh, that's kinda interesting. You like the bands and stuff with stories. I so like I pri- I I like to try to pride myself in being a storyteller when it comes to everything I do. Yeah. So like you 
enjoy consuming media that's also very story driven. Yeah. Because it's like, that's what I do. And that's, I want to see how other people are doing it in creative, creative ways. I think it's super cool when they do it. Like, the girl is just cool, and like, Aaron West is super cool. Yeah, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties is one of my favorite bands purely because it's such a like compelling story. Even like, yeah, you listen to it mainly because you were like the story and then you just listen to it all the time and i'm like wow these songs are fun yeah <laughs> but the songs are good but i also do really like the story it is a very interesting way to make a whole band around this fictional character and the stories and stuff it's neat yeah i will say like the gorillas has some like weaker storytelling uh so they did it in phases and phases one through three were apparently really good ah uh. And then four through six just haven't been too great. But like, if you go back to phase one, fucking Noodle just showed up on their doorstep. <laughs> I do like that. These other three people come together in like very natural ways. And then Noodle shows up in a box and is like, Noodle. Noodle. And then plays guitar for them. <laughs> and these three British middle-aged men raise this 10-year-old Japanese girl. Yeah, that's not weird. Who has no memory and can only say the word noodle. That's not weird at all. And can play guitar. Yeah. That's very weird. That is weird. How did we get here? Yes, I enjoy going on (laughs) fucking rabbit holes. Yes. Well, that's how I did the whole fucking blood blood month one. I just fell down a rabbit hole. Zach, we missed um, the the end of the 13 days. Yeah. Did anything happen? Uh, no, not really. Yeah. Nothing Nothing big has happened since April 19th. 29th. Yeah, 19th. Sorry. 19th. There was the big shooting in Nova Scotia. Yeah. I think there was a slightly smaller shooting with a very similar pattern of a man dressed like a police officer. But it was nowhere near as big. I think it was like one or two people also in Nova Scotia. And didn't know about the second didn't know about the second one, but I heard about it and I don't know like I've just kind of seen it in passing. So I don't know if it's being completely overshadowed by the other one or if it's just didn't happen and I'm full of shit. But <laughs> Second Nova Scotia shooting. Uh Maybe it wasn't a shooting and I'm getting details mixed up. I'm not I sure. don't know. You don't want to know a fun fact? What's up? Because it's officially almost 1 a.m. Um, today is the day that we're supposed to be uh, raising awareness for the missing, murdered Indigenous women and girls. Huh. So it's May 5th. Um, and this won't be out. For a while. This will be out sometime <laughs> in June, maybe July. <laughs> Who's to say, really? Depends on how fast you edit videos or well, audio. To be fair, those last ones were because we kept pushing ones up. So everything else got moved down. So that's not entirely my fault. But yes, today people are encouraged to wear red and just kind of generally bring awareness to the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. So if it's May 5th when you're listening to this. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's a good thing to be raising awareness for. But today is their like the day the indigenous community has like designated for that. Yeah. For like social media presence, they've got a bunch of hashtags and stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a very important cause. But like if anybody listens next year. Even better. Then they can also celebrate. Is that the right? Yeah, I'm not sure how to. Uh, it's not really a celebration. Participate. Yeah. I participate. guess participate's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad that we could get this episode over half an hour because I, I saw that we were at like 20 minutes and I was like, ugh. <laughs> I know. You started talking about how you got there and I looked at the time and I was like, oh, this isn't very long. We padded it yeah. out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to take us out? Sure. Hey, hey. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like us on Facebook, join our Facebook discussion group. Uh, all the links to that will be found down below. Um, check out our website and that's it. Great. Good, good outro. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good day. Have a spooky night. Good night. Ha ha. Ha ha. After dark. Podcast. Should I do an after dark rap? Sure. It's the after dark podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>